Hey there, Pastor Mark Jordan here from Hope Church. Thank you for stopping by and welcome to our online ministry. While you're here, make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all the content that's released. And while you're online, visit us at our webpage at placeofhope.org. Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for Him. And we hope that this message today is helpful and inspiring for you as you continue to take your next step on your faith journey. Once again, thanks for visiting us and make sure to check us out at placeofhope.org. A lot has happened in our world since I put this message together. And I mean, I don't have to tell you how gut-wrenching and heartbreaking it is to see and hear and feel the evil that's taking place in our country and the things that we've witnessed in Texas and in Buffalo and all around. And I think one of the primary reasons that I hurt internally when I think of these things is because there are so many things that we have forgotten as a people. And as people of faith, it's imperative for us to remember. I'll be honest with you. Uh, last week, Tiffany and I were down in Florida celebrating our 23rd wedding anniversary. And it's, uh, I, I kind of was chuckling in my head as I was going through this. Like, I can't even remember all the things that we did on our vacation last week. You know, uh, it, I've reached that point in my life where I'm no longer really counting how old I am. If I have to think, I have to do, you know, 74, you know, all that other stuff. I have to think about those types of things. But that is one of those pieces and parts of our life that is real and natural if we're honest about ourselves. We can get so caught up in the way that we're living and doing our lives that we begin to lose sight of some of those things that I like to refer to as a connective tissue. And so it's imperative for us to take those moments to pause, to remember, to reflect, to give thanks, and celebrate, and get ready for where we're moving. And that's kind of the, the context for our message this morning. And so if you have your Hope Church Plus app handy, uh, you can follow along with me. I'd love to invite you to go about doing that. But uh, I want to start this uh, this morning. So I, I almost scrapped my original plan. And as I was going through my notes, I was like, no, I think I can work all this together. So um, Work with me here, folks, right? It's gonna, uh, I'm only doing this once this week. So it, it, we're going to, uh, we'll figure this out. But uh, one of the things, one of the reasons I decided not to scrap it was yesterday, uh, Tiffany was doing some cleaning in the house and stuff. And, and I rewatched the old Top Gun movie, 1986. We went on Thursday uh, down in Florida, went and saw it on the big screen. And I was, uh, I felt like I was the, well, I put initially on Facebook, I feel like I was a 10-year-old me again, watching, watching Top Gun. And then I did the math, and I was, oh, I was 11 when that came out. So I went back, edited it, but, it, you know, so that's one of those I got to remember. But here's the, here's the thing I was kind of getting at was yesterday when I watched the original, I could remember some of those lines and little details and things that I had totally forgotten about. And if you have sat there and, and talked to me before watching the movie, I was like, oh, I wouldn't remember that. But as I was going through watching it and seeing some of the action sequences, those minds and those scenes and those things just kept popping into my mind and exploding with this powerful presence reminding me of how I felt when I was a little boy. And I watched that movie over and over and over again. And it, it set in 
a point in time in my life, I was absolutely determined I was going to uh, to go into the Navy and be a pilot. My grandfather was, a na- was, a, was in the Navy. My other grandfather was in the Army. They both fought in World War II, came home from World War II, gratefully. And I was really going to follow, follow in their footsteps until God called me into the ministry. Uh, and so as I, was, as I was thinking about the dreams that I had about flying uh, jets or flying helicopters or whatever, I couldn't help but remember how just being in that in that. Danger zone. So I just put playing with Top Gun. But being in that zone, I allowed those things to come back up and to pop into my mind as though I had just watched that movie yesterday. We've got to do those types of things, don't we? We've got to get into that process where we pause and we remember and we allow the things that we know to be true to come up and burble, burble, that's not really a word, but bubble up in our soul. So that we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that God is real and that he loves us and has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And so with all of the hell being unleashed on the world right now, I want us to remember. Remember Memorial Day. Remember our loved ones who are here, who are not. Remember who we are called to be and what we are called to do as a result. And so... We're going to take a few moments this morning, and we're going to remember. Our first Bible passage comes from Psalm 105, verse 5. And this is a beautiful verse that says, Remember the wonders he has performed. That's talking about God. His miracles and the rulings he has given. So why do you think King David immediately comes out and says, We've got to remember what God has done. Why do you think that is? Because it's so easy to forget, right? The call is to remember because of how easy it is for us to forget or how easy it is for us just to move on and allow those things to get filed back into our memory, into our mind, into our uh, ram, so to speak, so that it gets harder and harder to recall them. So this whole process that we see that the scripture lays out, we're going to talk about it from the Old Testament to the New Testament, times in between. What we see is that God calls his people regularly to pause, to remember, to reflect, and to recommit. Okay? So this is a regular thing. Those festivals that if you were to read through the Old Testament and you see even the festivals and the events and the activities in which Jesus participated in, there was a rhythm to them. A rhythm of time away from work or school or other responsibilities. Time to pause. Time to remember what has happened. Time to reflect upon those and time to recommit our lives to follow in the line in which God has called for us to do. We must pause and remember And then when we are able to do that, we are able to see the things that we might otherwise miss. It helps us to reconnect with that deeper sense of reality. It's amazing what taking just a little bit of time away from our regular responsibilities can do to remind us how precious those are. It works both ways. I think about coming back from our vacation while we were gone. I remember just how much I love being husband to Tiffany and dad to Ethan. I remember how much that is. And I remember remarking to Tiffany a couple days ago that it took me four or five days for that work mode to finally subside. 
where I wasn't feeling like, oh, I got to write an article. I got to plan a sermon. I got to, you know, call, text, you know, whatever. I've got to be and stay off the grid because I got to remember how precious this is. But the other side of that, folks, is this morning when I got up, I had a, I had a renewed spring in my step. Again, I appeared to my Jesus jig for you, right? Because I walked in the doors and I was greeted and I felt that love. I remember how precious this body of Christ is that we celebrate and share at Hope Church. And I couldn't wait to be back here. It takes those times for us to pause, to reflect, remember, and to recommit so that we don't miss the things that we might otherwise miss if we're just constantly going nose to the grindstone. And so when we remember... Remembering renews. That's the second point today. Remembering renews. In Psalm 103, verses 1 through 6, we read these words. Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals my, all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth, my youth, not youth, but my youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. This is one of those times when we find renewal in our remembering. Because we've got to remember those times when God has shown up and shown out for us, for you. It, it seems almost inconceivable to just look at the black and the white on the screen or in the book and to think about how we might need to remember how God has performed miracles, how God has shown up, how God has been every bit, or has been with us every step of the way. We think about, wow, how could we ever forget things like parting the Red Sea? Or how could we ever forget things like uh, meeting the love of your life or your children being born? But friends, when we get so wrapped up and wound up in our lives and in our world, isn't it true that we do tend to look past some of those things? And we have to be called and we have to be remembered to some of the, the most meaningful points of our lives. Think about it in your own experience whether it's something personally or professionally in your family, whether it's a happy memory, maybe it's a sad memory. But think about something that was so big and so huge for you. And then within just a matter of time, maybe it's a few months or years or whatever, you forgot how magnificent it is when God shows up and shows out. Sometimes we just have to be remembered we have to be reminded, we have to remember that God's miracles are real. Whether they are the big parting of the Red Sea type moments or whether they are those moments where you received a nudge from someone when you needed it. If you remember that word nudge, it means to respond to the nudge and the urge to reach out. Or a connection with a friend that perhaps you've lost touch with and communication with over the years. To get together and you start retelling some of those stories and laughing and giggling so much you want to wet your pants, right? And it's like, time just stands still for a moment. We've got to remember those times, those moments where God intervenes and interjects in our life to help us to remember that he is constantly pointing us to eternity. He is constantly pointing us to eternity. 
So this is where the struggles, the inner struggles I have kind of began to be relieved a little bit. If you happen to see the, the missive that I wrote Wednesday morning about what took place in Texas, my mind went back to Cain and Abel. My mind went back to basically creation. Where Adam and Eve, they disobeyed God and sin infected their lives and was injected into the world. And we see in the very first family, Cain and Abel. And the murder that was committed there out of whatever reason. The scripture isn't exactly clear what tool was used in that murder. But it reminds me, well, I will say one other thing. The scripture doesn't tell us what necessarily was used in that murder. But we hear that God could feel and hear the cries of blood coming forth from the ground. It could have been his bare hands. It could have been a rock or a stump or a branch or it could have been a bone or something. The reality is, is that there is so much depravity in the human heart. There's so much evil that it's been with us throughout the beginning of humanity. And we have to remember how God has indeed shown up and shown out for us, get this, in spite of ourselves. Now, shortly after the Cain and Abel episode, there's a flood that comes, right? And God wipes out just about all living things on the earth. Because of why? Because of the propensity for evil. Now Noah and the sons and the two-by-two two animals and all that other stuff, they, they come and the, the ark settles after the flood is completed. And God makes a promise that he signs, seals, and delivers with a rainbow in the clouds, right? Saying, I'm making my promise with you that I will never destroy all life on earth again through a flood. And then reading through that again, I rediscovered a verse as though I had read it for the first time. Don't you just love how you can remember something that you never really remembered before? And it said that in spite of all of the evil within us from our childhood, essentially God was making another plan for us to be redeemed. In spite of the evil that exists within us from our childhood. Now I know that can be a stress. And I know that can be hard for us to really grapple with. Because we look at these children. We think that they are so beautiful. And they are so innocent. And they are so sweet. Uh, and you've probably heard me preach or teach on this before. That all you have to do is go and look at one of the preschool classrooms. And realize that sometimes even in our sweetest most innocent moments. We can be some of those Horrible creatures there are, right? Stealing snacks, pulling hair, biting, pinching, you know, all that other stuff, right? We get jealous. We get greedy. We get envious. 
And we have this feeling that even though we may be given all of the love in the world by our parents and our siblings and our grandparents and our teachers and our classmates that left our own devices, we can still resort to this horrible, terrible, unethical behavior. Tell me that I'm wrong. Tell me that I'm wrong. From our childhood... And yet when we see violence inflicted upon children, it still breaks our hearts. Because we know, head and heart, we know there is a better way. Folks, we failed. And I don't mean this specifically as church or Paulding County or the state of Georgia, the United States of America, I think we're failing as people. There's a quote that makes me laugh. This is, it's, I think it's G.K. Chesterton who said, you know, you get to a point where you realize you're so open-minded your brains fall out. I think we've reached that point. It's not for the first time. Going back through this book, particularly the book of Judges, you'll see that people did evil. God gets tired of it, fed up with it, and then people come back. There is this rhythm that has happened for millennia of us messing up, getting it wrong, God getting angry with us, but then calling us back. And we've got to remember that. But we've got to remember that we have fallen so short, and we've got to recommit our lives to doing the right thing that we know to do. And so that's our next point. We've got to remember to recommit because of those times when we have forgotten what it means for us, even in our childhood, to be rotten, let alone in our current adult state. We've got to remember to recommit our lives. So let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9. This is what we read. He says, you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you were at home and when you were on the road and when you were going to bed and when you were getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. You've got to commit to remember and then recommit to remember. What's the focus that God is giving to the Israelites there. What is it? It's to talk to their children about it. Now, of course, there are two things here. One is a direct carryover from the last one. We must instill within our children the values and the virtues of God and the goodness of what it is that we believe and who it is in whom we believe. We've got to remember things like the golden rule, right? Which is do one to others as you would have them do one to you. We've got to remember these things and we've got to teach it. And the scripture tells us that it can't just be this passive passing education lesson, can it? It's got to be stuff that you buy. you're basically writing it on your head and on your hands so that you don't forget it. And so that when they look at you, they don't forget that you mean it. Does that mean that we're never going to get it wrong? Does that mean we're never going to make mistakes? No, absolutely not. But what it does mean, if we are wearing the goodness and the commandments of God, like we are wearing an article of clothing, that when we make a mistake, when we foul up, when we mess up, 
What do we do? We make it right. We own up to our responsibility. We take accountability for our actions, and we seek to be better and do it differently. And so one of the other things about the whole Cain and Abel story that gives me this pause is that question that comes, am I my brother's keeper? Remember that question? God asked, where's your brother? Am I my brother's keeper? The answer to that is yes. You are. All of us are living interconnected lives. And we have responsibility and accountability one to the other. I'm not talking about how it takes a village. I'm not going there. But what it is that we commit to when we unite with the church, a faith community, when we baptize somebody or family, and we also renew, remember we talked about that? Renew our baptismal vows is that we have a common responsibility to come together and to be the people who God has created and called us to be out of our belief in God, our recognition of our sinfulness, the fact that Jesus came to die for our sins and the Holy Spirit comes to lead God and direct us in our lives moving forward. We have responsibility for each other. We've lost so much of that. All of the, the red flags and the warnings that were available in this young man's life and other people who have committed similar atrocities. Where were the people that helped take accountability for that? I know that takes so many different directions and nuances and levels and things like that. I don't want to get into the nuance of it. But we've got to be about loving and caring for our young folks, teaching our children. It's been one of the greatest joys, this past year in particular, to be witness to the work that is done in the preschool here at Hope Church. And almost every single Wednesday night, I'm here with the EDGE kids and the HSN kids to let them know that they are important to me. And the people who give of their time and their energy to work in the preschool, to serve in our kids' ministry, to work on our Wednesday evenings, or to be doing kids' ministry right now, working in the nursery. Folks, this is an absolutely critical thing that we cannot quit doing. Which leads me to the second point about this remembering to recommit and teaching and talking about it is it's often known, or it's well known, I should say, you don't really know something until you can talk about it and explain it, right? What's that Chinese proverb? Tell me and I, I might remember. Show me and I might not forget. Involve me and I'll never forget. I kind of butchered that, but the whole idea is involve me, right? It's involving our lives. And learning the virtues and the values and God's word and God's instructions and God's precepts and God's commandments in such a way that we are able to impart them into that next generation. Through things like Hope Kids, Edge Kids, our preschool, Hope Student Ministry, things that take place this week, Hands of Hope, Bible School in July, maybe daily during summer lunch. We've got to learn these things and instill these things in our lives so that we can pass them on to the next generation. Because we've got to take account of our future generations. 
I see some of the brightest hope and promise in the children and the students and the graduates and the young people here in this church. I really, really do. Folks, this is a great, great program. May we not forget to do our part to instill within them the virtues and the values and why this is important. And we have to remember it ourselves. We have to essentially write it on our heads and our hands and wear it in the fabric of our clothing that we believe that God made us with a plan and a purpose for our life. Sin gets in the way. We can be wretched, horrible, awful people, even from our childhood. But God loved you so much that even though we are wretched, horrible, terrible people, that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die for you, to remove that barrier created by sin. And that when you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, he removes your sin from you as far as the east is from the west. You are a new creation. You are what is old and gone and dead is buried so you can be raised to new life in him. And that Holy Spirit comes to live and to dwell within you, to lead, guide, and direct your life forward for his sake. And so we must come back and we must remember. We must remember that remembering renews. And that renewal means we've got to recommit to keep remembering. And then we've got to remember on repeat. We've got to remember on repeat. Or remember and repeat. If you remember what Jesus did just before he went to the cross. He shared a meal with his disciples, didn't he? And he told them, in essence, what I'm doing right now, you don't fully understand. But the time will come when you will. And as you understand, I need you to remember these things. And I need you to teach these things. And I need you to do it and repeat it. Luke chapter 22, verses 19 through 20. This is Jesus. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after the supper, Jesus took another cup of wine and said, this cup of the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. And he goes on to say, do this. And remember me. That all comes back to sacrifice. Comes back to service. Comes back to love. This is the message that we receive from uniting our lives together with Christ. We've got to remember it. And we've got to repeat it. Now, folks, the first part of being able to remember is to learn it in the first place. So that we can remember it and internalize it and then share it and repeat. And so I want you to hear the words that I did just a few moments ago again as though it was for the first time. No. That God made you with a plan and a purpose for your life. He designed you to reflect his image and to share his glory with all the world. Sin 
gets in the way. Sin is that selfishness that was injected into the world by Adam and Eve's rebellion. Cain and Abel carried it forward, and you and I live in it still today. And we fall short of God, even from our childhood, even in our sweetest and most innocent moments. We still can fall away. God destroyed the world and all, almost all living things in it. But then he made a promise to forgive us again, to make his promise with us. And the word that is used in Genesis is covenant, to make a new covenant with us. And that covenant was signed, sealed, and delivered with the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. Jesus, before he went to the cross, said this is the fulfillment of the new covenant. This is the fulfillment of the new promise. This is the fulfillment of the rainbow in the clouds. That as you eat, remember that the bread represents my body that is given for you. And as you drink, remember that the blood is what's symbolized in the cup. And I need you to remember me. And opening your life to that service and sacrifice of Jesus welcomes the Holy Spirit in to lead and guide and direct us even in our weakest and most awful moments to keep us turning toward good. Because once we accept Jesus, we are a new creation. And so the last little nugget that I want to leave with you before we enjoy some nuggets of bread here is that remembering requires action on our part. It requires going back into those zones, so to speak, where it's as though the material is fresh and in our minds as though it's placed there for the very first time. We've got to go back into those moments where we can remember the words and remember the smells, remember the songs, remember the connection, those things that we feel that, that remind us that there is something to cherish about life and life in this world. We've got to go back to those points and those moments. We cannot just keep them internalized, but we've got to share them with our families. We've got to involve and engage our lives in the church, in the church, in the community, in the community in the world, so that we can help all these people who are wondering, where is God in the midst of all this? We need to be those helpers that go out and say, God has not abandoned us. God is with us. Remember, even in our worst moments, Jesus came and died for us. And so may we internalize that today and put it on repeat and then go live a different life as a result. Amen? Are you with me? If you will, stand with me. I'm going to close this in prayer and then we'll turn it over to our band. But I hope that you will remember to keep putting your memories into action. Keep putting yourself into the zone where you remember and then commit your life to finding a way to serve God by serving others so that we are continuing to not just inject and infect the world with sin, but with the hope of salvation in Jesus Christ. Amen? Pray with me. Living and loving God, thank you for this holy mystery again in which you've given yourself for us. And grant that as we bring this service to a close that we are opening ourselves up to the hope and the promise of salvation to a point where we are ingesting it so much that we are ready to share that with the world. And so, Lord God, I pray that your blessings be upon us, that we may pause and remember and give thanks for the power of sacrifice and seek ways that we might engage it for the world as well. I ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. 
Thank you again for joining us today. We are glad that you stopped by. Again, we want to encourage you to visit us online at placeofhope.org. If you're in the Paulding County area there, you can get service times, directions, and information about all of our awesome activities for children, for students, and for adults. Again, Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for Him, and we hope to provide you the heart fuel you need to follow Jesus. Thanks again.